Hello and welcome to Just a Guy and his journey back to God. So we're now in Mark 16, the last chapter of Mark. And uh, before we go there and start reading, let's, let's go to God in prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for today. It's been an interesting day, Lord, and I just lift it up to you, the rest of it to you. I just pray for this reading, that you would be the one who guides us, that you would be the one that we hear. It'd be your wisdom, your insights, your understanding we would have. I just lift up this time. I pray that you would be speaking to us and that our hearts, our minds, and our beings would be completely ready and receptive. So, Father, I lift up this time. I pray for your guidance. I pray you speak to us now. In Jesus' name, amen. So, 16 is relatively short. There's a commentary from A.W. Tozer. And let's get started. Verse 1. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices, or bought spices, so that they might go to anoint Jesus' body. Very early on, the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they were on their way to the tomb, and they asked each other, Who will roll the stone away from the entrance of the tomb? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone, which was very large, had been rolled away, and as they entered the tomb, They saw a young man dressed in a white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. Don't be alarmed, he said. You are looking for Jesus of the Nazarene, who was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him? But go, tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. Trembling and bewildered, the women went out and fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. When Jesus rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had driven seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him and who were mourning and weeping. When they heard that Jesus was alive and that she had seen him, they did not believe it. Afterward, Jesus appeared in a different form to two of them while they were walking in the country. These returned and reported it to the rest, but they did not believe them either. See, I just get, I, I get back to my, who, who I am, and I'm this guy who sits there and says, do these people not listen to him when, <laughs> when he says he's going to come back? A, he's going to die. He's going to raise again. And be raised again, and then he's going to appear to them and meet them somewhere. Do they not remember that? But then I have to look back on myself, and I'm just like, dude, you're so much more stupid half 99% of the time. You don't remember the times he's, he's saved you, the times that he's changed things in your life, the times that you felt better because he did something in your life. It's easy for me to sit and judge as I read, but then when I live... I sit there and I'm just as guilty and just as short-sighted and lacking in memory as the, the uh, individuals I'm reading about. Verse 14, later Jesus appeared to the eleven as they were eating. He rebuked them for their lack of faith and their stubborn refusal 
to believe those who had seen him after he had risen. I wonder what if he's rebuking me <laughs> silently. It's just so funny. He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up snakes with their hands. And when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord said, had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his words by the signs that accompanied it. So there's Mark. That's the end of the book. And Mark has been all about miracles. He's been much more into what Jesus actually did and what he commanded. <clears throat> Not that the theology from the Jewish um, religion, not from the ancient pro uh, prophets, but really, hey, he healed all these people. He saved all these folks. He did all these things. He raised these people from the dead. It was to certify that he is God, that he is the Messiah, that he does love us, and that he does save us. So with that, let's look at what A.W. Tozer has to say. He, fo he focused on verse 15, where it says, He said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. Tozer writes, The first look of the church is towards Christ, who is her head, her Lord, and her all. After that, she must be self-regarding and world-regarding, with a proper balance between the two. By self-regarding, I do not mean self-centered. I mean that the church must examine herself constantly to see if she be in the faith. She must engage in severe criticism with cheerful readiness to make amends. She must live in a state of perpetual penitence, seeking God with her whole heart. She must constantly check her life and, and conduct against the Holy Scriptures and bring her life into line with the will of God. By world regarding, I mean that the church must know why she is here on earth, that she must acknowledge her indebtedness to all mankind, that she must take seriously the words of her Lord, go into the world and preach the gospel to all creation, and you will be my witness in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The task of the church is twofold, to spread Christianity throughout the world and to make sure that the Christianity she spreads is the pure New Testament kind. It's true. So often I get up wrapped up in, I got to do this, I got to do that. And that's not what Christ was saying. What he said was to love God with my whole heart, my whole being, and to love my neighbor. He didn't say I have to go do this and go do that. And with that, I'm going to just close this up with prayer. Lord, thank you. Thank you for your word. It's your message to us. It's your guidance on how to live. And I thank you for this new viewpoint, Lord, where you focused on your actions, not on the theological reasons why, you're, why you were 
the Messiah, but just your demonstration of I am. All those things you did, all those miracles, those healings, everything you did to show us that you are God. So I thank you for that. And I just pray, Lord, that today our hearts and our minds would be filled with you. That we would turn to you when we're weak. And that we would submit to you when we think we're strong. And Lord, I just lift up this day to you. And I pray for you to be honored and glorified by our efforts. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, thanks for joining me at Just a Guy and His Journey Back to God. I hope you have a great day. And tomorrow, we're going to start in on James. Take care.